0: Hi fm your station of choice since 2008 yesterday i reported on the fact that the u.s senate uh, their vote against bernie sanders and uh, the resolution that he brought uh, to delay military aid to israel we wanted to chat to john day founder and owner of the law offices of john day we wanted to chat to him about that john day a very good morning how are you good morning good morning howard i'm well how are you i'm good are you enjoying some of the 80s music uh very much so uh don't stop <laughs> <laughs> in fact yeah this morning we were even uh, we were talking about what was the other one mukundi elfeville yeah uh, which, which one uh, big in japan yeah all of those that was uh yeah, yeah. quite quite the era of music all right speaking about uh, people and things from time gone by let's just talk about bernie Sanders. uh definitely not as young as he used to be but uh that uh, that seems to be pretty much the case for politicians uh, certainly democrat party certainly here in south africa we have the same problem but uh, let's talk about this uh this uh, this resolution uh, or this bill that he he, he tried to
1: introduce right well a couple of things first it's what this reflects is the problem that uh, joe biden is having with his own party here in the states it's in the u.s he's getting a, a a growing amount of pushback from the left from his left on his support for israel and what's happened is bernie sanders who by the way remember sanders is a long they long standing anti-war activist. That's how he got his start in the 1950s and 60s. So this is not anything new for Bernie Sanders. But mm-hmm. what is, what's happening is the left is pushing back against Joe Biden's very strong support for Israel. It's costing him a lot of political capital and it's worrying a lot of Democrats uh, uh, about the upcoming election.
0: The, initially, he certainly was very supportive, surprisingly supportive, actually, of of Israel against Hamas. Even through this, he's tried to he's tried to indicate his support for Israel, his condemnation of Hamas. But had this been allowed to pass, it's potentially enormously dangerous.
1: Well, it is because what's at stake is an extra 14 plus billion dollars that Biden wants to send to Israel. And this resolution, what it would have done is it would have said that uh, the U.S. government has to investigate, uh, quote unquote, war crimes in Gaza before any money could be uh, released from that from that new 14 billion. Now, there was no chance of it passing. I mean, it failed 72 to 11, but of those 11, uh, Sanders had um, some Democrats plus one Republican uh, uh, sort of uh, very independent thinker, Rand Paul from uh, Kentucky. But it, it didn't stand a chance of passing, but it does show the pressure that Biden is under from his own party.
0: Yeah and uh, it, it the fact that it, it certainly passed with a overwhelming majority but there there were those that I uh, sorry didn't pass it was rejected with an overwhelming uh, majority but there were those who who supported it
1: Yeah and and it, there's a there are here in the states there is a growing uh, movement to uh basically attack Biden for his support of Israel. And it's gotten to the point where a lot of Democratic strategists think that progressives might even uh, be willing to sit out the election or not be supportive of Biden, um, even though it it would mean Trump would essentially win or could win. Um, But in their view, it's better that that happened than that they support what they consider to be this you know, so-called genocide that Biden is pushing—that's their view, anyway. Whether it's based in reality or not.
0: Mm. What is this? What's going to happen in terms of—and it's a conversation you and I have had quite a lot of, uh, a number of times. But w- what we're seeing is a a certainly from the the political side of the United States, a very strong support for Israel, even across the board. Uh, you know, bipartisan support. But what we're seeing on, on university campuses and amongst the youth is something very, very different. Does this mean that the American youth don't feel or largely might not feel that they have a political home? And it's not necessarily about Israel, but it's obviously about a, a general approach to to global politics.
1: Yeah, I think what's, what's being reflected is, so the split, for example, in, in polling, the support for... Israel is strong among the, of course, older Americans, but under but but with younger say, college age students, it's it's mixed. And there's a lot more support for uh, Palestinian issues, for example, on and on college campuses. We're seeing this. Uh, you know, we've seen these college presidents getting fired or resigning because of their inability to articulate that genocide uh, is bad well, they confuse themselves to the point that they
0: actually don't know how to talk like a normal person anymore everything is that's...
1: is is just covered in layers upon layers yeah, of language yeah no it's qualified by by lawyer talk and I, I say that as a lawyer, as a lawyer but obviously right. these people were uh, over prepared and by lawyers who were qualifying every answer and they didn't there was not a human reaction among them but no, that's so um, true but, but it is reflecting that on campuses there is there is a huge uh, schism and a huge gap and that's also being reflected in, in the, the political divide, especially in the American Democratic Party. So it's interesting because I,
0: I was uh, mentioned this to listeners a little bit earlier. When you look at the situation today in terms of the Middle East, and in fact it's around the world, it's not really only the Middle East, where you have Iran funding Hamas, Hezbollah, the Houthis, we have a... A sus- suspicious relationship with south africa we 're seeing also we 're seeing Iran in an incredibly powerful position and in many ways openly supporting terror uh, we look back at obama and the deal that he did uh, also talking about word salads he was the master of it and but but somehow uh, it really just was a neville chamberlain i mean he he just appeased and he appeased uh, isn't if we look at it and you're a, a historian as well uh, if you zoom out into this isn't it isn't this what's happening here
1: I think, uh, you know, the expression we have in the States is chickens coming home to roost. I don't mm, know if you um, have the same one. Yes, but, we do. Um, but um, I think that's what a lot of people are projecting, that this this, this is sort of the logical extension of what took place under those uh, dealings years ago. And, you know, to get back to the whole issue of Biden getting heat for what he's doing, you know, he's had these, with the UK, these strong reactions to um, the, the Houthis and military force being used. But there is still a significant amount of pushback here in the States, uh, both among hardcore Republican isolationists and progressive Democrats who are sort of uniting against uh, a strong reaction mm-hmm. by the US claiming that we're getting involved in another f- foreign war. So that's, um, that's part of this dilemma that the uh, current president is facing with his strong support of, of Israel.
0: Fascinating indeed. And uh, I think that this is starting to shift to become exactly that. The sooner we recognize it and the sooner we recognize what we are dealing with, I think, the better. John Day, thank you, as always, for your perspective, for your input on American and global uh, politics.